is like you, maker of heaven, Lord of the land, and Lord of the sea, holy and true, faithful and able, Lord of all time and eternity. And I'm brother Ferdinand uh, bringing you this edition of Truth in Brief and we've been looking at the indwelling experience 20 in 2020 when we are looking at the chapters of this book that show us the astounding possibilities of bearing the presence of almighty God himself deep inside our hearts in our spirits and now this is week two and we are now in chapter 1. We spend the first week to establish the protocols by which the Word of God brings transformation into our lives. And we saw that every revelation has an implication and an application. And until we apply the Word of God, when we see the revelation of the Word of God, and then we ask what are the implications, and then we make applications, then we experience transformation. And transformation we open up a spiral because it will cause us to change levels. It will cause us to be transformed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. So throughout our studies on the indwelling, be asking yourself, what are the implications of these scriptures? When it says, I am the temple, you say, do you not know that you are the temple of the living God? What are the implications and the possibilities of being a living temple inhabited by the living God himself. Keep asking that question because out of that understanding, you are going to now see the astounding implications and then you make applications. If I'm the temple of the living God, God should be able to take care of his temple. Don't you think that if God lives in a house, God should be able to look after his house? Wow. Then all of these implications drive us to make applications as we walk in the light of the truth. That God has brought to us uh, by his spirit. And so uh, we now look further at chapter 1. Actually part 1. And you see there's a definition of the indwelling there. To indwell is to be located or implanted inside something. To be located or implanted inside. That is what it means to indwell. To dwell inside. It is to inhabit or to reside within to inhabit or to reside within. You know, it could be a spirit, it could be a force or a principle. And so when we talk about uh, that, the fact that you are indwelt, if you're a child of God, by Christ, what we are saying is that, what the Bible is saying is that somebody lives inside you. That is alarming. You, you understand? I'm saying from scripture that you, a personality lives inside you. The matter is so serious that the Bible says, if somebody does not have the spirit of Jesus Christ living inside you. You are not a child of God. You will find that in Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. So the indwelling is the proof that we are children of God, that we are God's, you know, property because he lives in us and he has sealed us by his spirit. So to begin to understand this statement about the indwelling, just picture a pregnant woman. You see, when you look at a pregnant woman, uh, externally she's one person. She's just a woman walking down the road. But you see, she's indwelt by her baby. She's carrying another life. And that baby that she's carrying is a different person. 
It's just a matter of time before the baby is born. So we get an understanding of the indwelling from the physical indwelling that we observe in pregnancy. And as surely as a physical indwelling is possible, I want you to know that a spiritual indwelling is even more possible because you see, spirits do not have the limitations of human bodies. Remember that as we study the indwelling. The spirits do not, in the spiritual realm, you do not have the limitations of a physical body. It's difficult. Nicodemus asked the Lord Jesus Christ, will a man enter back into his mother's womb to be born? And of course, Jesus said, no, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you see, the spiritual indwelling is much, much, much more possible than even the physical one. But notice that every one of us arrives into planet Earth through the physical indwelling. Even the Lord Jesus, the incarnate word, Jesus indwelt Mary for him to enter into this world. And as you are going to see as we continue this indwelling experience, the indwelling is also God's means of guiding us in this world and it is his method of bringing us into the next. See, the indwelling is the divine secret, is the secret of life. For us to enter into planet Earth, we indwell our mother. For us to enter into the kingdom of God, we indwell Christ. For us to travel through this life, the Holy Spirit indwells us. So you see, the whole thing runs on the indwelling. That's the divine system that God set in place that is going to live inside people that he made and thereby bring himself glory and also bring us to glory. But you know, the devil, the devil came in subtly uh, at the beginning in the book of Genesis chapter 3 and corrupted man. He hijacked the indwelling place. Because man, whom God had given authority, opened the door of his heart to the enemy. And so Satan occupies, occupied the place that was meant for God. But redemption makes it possible for people to have that old man and that old you know, master ejected. And the Lord Jesus Christ to take the rightful place that belongs to him in the depths of our hearts. So the indwelling is, what we are saying is that, Somewhere in the depths of your being lives another being. And there's a statement I want you to note. What will happen to you in life, spiritually, financially, economically, mentally, medically, at home, on the street, in any and every way aspect of life, is totally dependent on two things. Don't miss this. Your portion, your lot in life. This is why this matter is of overwhelming importance. This is not a topic... To just say, okay, I've heard about that, and then go to something else. There's nothing else. And I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about the principle of the indwelling. Your entire life, your lot, what will happen to you in this life, in every area, is dependent on two things. Here are the two things. Number one, the one that lives inside you. And then number two, your relationship with the being, the one that indwells you. These are the two determinants of everything in life. Who is living inside? Number two, your relationship with this person that is living inside. Come and hear the Bible. He said, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Why have you overcome them? He said, because greater is he that is in you. So your victory is dependent on the greater one that is inside you. Because he's greater than the one that is in the world, you will walk in perpetual victory. It's not temporary. It cannot be temporary because as long as you have the greater one living inside, that 
that automatically sentences you to a life of victory. Then look at the second component, your relationship with the person that lives inside. You see, if you have the greater one inside, but you don't know it, you are going to live as if you didn't have anybody inside. Or you are going to live as if you are carrying the weaker one inside. And then Satan, the lesser one, and the world will be oppressing and harassing your life while you carry the greater one within. And why will that be so? The only reason is because of ignorance of the one that indwells you. So don't miss this statement. Your lot in life is entirely dependent on the one that lives inside and your relationship with the indwelling, with the indwelling one. So if you look through a scripture, you are going to note that even in the word, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, uh, Paul was writing to the Ephesians. He said, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1, he says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now not walk in the children of disobedience. So you see, according to this scripture, the children of disobedience are the way they are because there is a spirit that is walking inside them. The children of obedience are the way they are because the Holy Spirit has taken you know, his place in their hearts and is leading and empowering them to do the will of God. You see, when you look at the matter of sin, sin is not just a matter of what people commit. Sin is a matter of an indwelling. Sin is a matter of an indwelling. If you read Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 7 from verses 15 to 24, you see that sin is not just a question of the person did something wrong. Sin is more than an act. It's a personality that is living inside. Now, in this scripture, Romans 7 from verse 15, listen to it here. It says, for what Paul is the one speaking here, lamenting his state before Jesus broke the tyranny of sin and the devil over his life. He says, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the thing that I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. Now listen, he said, for the good that I want, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not want. So, but if I'm doing the very thing I do not want, I'm no longer the one that is doing it, but sin which dwells in me. See what is going on here with, with Paul. He says, I find then the principle that evil is present inside me. The one that wants to do good. He wants to do good, but there is a master, a tyrant inside, oppressing and tyrannizing him, forcing him to do what he doesn't like. He said, I'm doing what I hate. Do you know that all of us in our years in sin, many of us, you will agree that even as you are committing sin, you know that what you are doing is wrong, but you don't have power to stop. Why is that so? Because there is a tyrant, there is somebody that is living inside. And as you are listening to this edition of Truth in Brief, if you are like that, you find yourself falling into this particular sin over and over. You are doing things you hate. You know that God does not like this thing. When you finish, you are angry with yourself and you know that God is not happy. I have hope for you. The matter is not just saying, God, I'm sorry. It's a question of uprooting the sin that is inside and replacing him with the indwelling Christ. So what happens is that in salvation, Christ 
takes the place of indwelling sin. Indwelling sin is uprooted by the indwelling Christ. So the prayer you must pray is to say, Lord Jesus, uproot this nature that is nature of sin that is inside and take its place in my heart. Do you understand that now? Because it's not just a question of doing, it's a question of being. The indwelling is the matter. Do you know that God himself, and we are looking at chapter 1 of the book, of, of you know, the book, the indwelling, the exceeding greatness of God's power at work in you. Do you know that God himself is indwelt? I call it the divine indwelling. God is indwelt by his eternal son. That's why Jesus says, I am in the father and the father is in me. Do you know that God is indwelt by his spirit? God is indwelt by his own attributes. Hmm? So Jesus says in, in um, uh, this is in John chapter 14, and he was speaking to Philip in verse 11. He said, believe me when, he said rather, it is the father living in me who is doing his work. He said, believe me when I say that I am in the father. So Jesus is in the father. You see, the father God is the eternal creator, the spirit that made the whole world. But Christ indwells him. Jesus is, I'm going to show you as we continue this study, that even Satan himself is indwelt by his demons. Demon spirits live inside their master, the devil. These are serious mysteries. He said, but how can that be? That is the explanation. Do you know that people that place curses on people, do you know how they do that? There are demon spirits living inside them and they send out these demon spirits to effect the curses that they place on people. Look, spirits can inhabit spirits and be inhabited. That's the nature of the spiritual realm. God himself is indwelt and Jesus lives in the Father and the Father is in Christ. So, God has determined that the indwelling is the key to the triumphant, victorious life in our journey through planet Earth. Eternal life itself, and this is the way I'm going to round off with this first part of the chapter. We are going to continue in this second week to look at chapter 1. But eternal life itself is rooted in the indwelling. Do you know that eternal life is not just a prayer you pray? It's a person that you receive inside you. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. But how are we going to have this life? We are told in 1 John chapter 5, 11 and 12. He said, this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. So the life that God gave us is in a person. It now says, he who has the son has life and the one who does not have the son does not have life. So you see, eternal life, Jesus said, is that they may know you, the only true God, and your son Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is when the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come to live inside your heart. That's why Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens, I will come in. You see that? Eternal life cannot come in until Christ comes in. Because eternal life is in the person of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that is what God has given to us. So I want to ask you, do you have eternal life? Are you sure that your sins have been washed away? Are you sure that your name is in the book of life? Are you still committing sins that you hate? The reason is because there is an indwelling master that is pushing you and making you to do what you don't want to do. And now we are going to pray. And as we pray this prayer, that power will be broken over your life and Christ will take his place in your spirit as Lord of your heart. 
in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we now thank you for your indwelling. Thank you that you have given us eternal life in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I now pray, every power of the enemy, making this listener of truth in brief, to do things they hate, to get angry in a way that they hate, commit immorality or do other things that they de detest. Oh God, now let there be deliverance. Satan, your power is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Let light shine in now. Lord Jesus, take your place in this heart and indwell, indwell now. Oh, come in, Jesus, come in, come in. Ask him to come in. Say, Lord Jesus, come in now and settle in my heart and make my heart your home. I receive you as Lord of my life and I confess that you are the Son of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with me on today's edition of Truth in Brief. Don't forget to sign up for 20 in 2020 using the link that I've provided in the message along with this uh, audio. And don't forget to get a copy of the book uh, so that you can study these things deeply and continuously like until they manifest in your life. God bless you. Of heaven, Lord of the land. Lord of the sea